0: This is a story of two journeys, both undertaken by writer Michael Cody. One journey is his walk home from the pub on a November evening, during which he meets the spirits of past residents of the town of Carrickonshore.
1: Khyber Pass, Laredo. and Moscow, and, and Oxo,
0: Bengal Lancer, and,
1: and Mary Gay Ball.
2: On this grounded night I meet them all.
0: In the second journey, Michael Cody travels in search of his great-grandfather who left Oven Lane in Carrickonshire over a hundred years ago to make his way in America, leaving behind his only child. In fact,
2: he was never seen again by his son. And he never communicated with his son for 30 years. And this was never forgiven. So this is a story really of an unforgiven, a deep, unforgiven wound the wound of an abandoned child, Michael Cody, my grandfather. And I, I th- have think about this and feel about it that of all the things that can happen to a child uh, in the emotional sense, abandonment and desertion must be the most terrible.
0: Both journeys concern the ghosts of Oven Lane. After
2: dark bottles and hours of tracing with two good friends in the month of all souls
0: at the crowded bar of the Connick Hotel,
1: long ago known as the King's Head Inn,
0: when cantered alarms of French invasion had carrick yeomen guarding the bridge. After the last of the rounds and yarning,
1: about, about the, the charms of the women of Cork, of Cork
0: about plunger ma, and sheep metal's missiles, about bugler whaling, and butter spuds.
1: About Knights of Promise in Ballylanine.
0: About Lucius O'Neill, who could converse in Latin.
2: After well-worn jokes. And and our
0: phallic favourite. About the private N.Y. tattoo of a patient.
1: That has the nurse guessing. He's from the Big Apple.
0: Until he invites her to stroke and see. That he hails from Newtown, Mount Kennedy. Kennedy.
2: Yes, after helpless bouts of laughter At the merest mention
0: of Newtown Mount Kennedy
1: Proving the old ones are still the best ones And
0: truly there's no better gift in life than laughter And none more profound in the end Except perhaps sleep
1: Or music Or children
0: Which Which is is what what we become become in the course of our our drinking after all this and more besides... Since time is up and we've homes to go to. In the heel of the hunt. we're out in the fog. That mantles and mystery, the cross above the Bridge Street. Where we part, safe home, safe home, safe home. I've
2: just stepped out of Main Street in Carrick and Shore and into Oven Lane, which is a one of a network of small ancient lanes directly from the main street in Shore down to the quayside uh, of the River Shore. And I'm stepping back in time when I step into Oven Lane because it's a place that holds deep echoes from me out of the past of my family. And my story began here with the birth of my great-grandfather, James Cody, in Oven Lane, just at the end of the famine in 1848, a famine child, you could say. And he became a boatman on the river here, plying the river between Carrigan Shore and Waterford City downstream, and Clonmel, which is uh, 13 or so miles above us upstream. Uh, his father was also a boatman. And uh, these men led lives of, of great hardship, I would say. Their whole lives were dependent on the tides in the river and the traffic on the river and uh, what they could earn from the river and the river trade and my great grandfather was born in 1848 James Cody he married in 1874 a woman called Mary Ager who was the daughter of a shoemaker who became a servant and they married in 1874 and had three children here in this lane but that was only the beginning of a family tragedy which would begin here happen here and reach out later into America, where in many ways it would be replicated again. Then I'm on my own, and heading toward the town clock salmon swimming above the West Gate.
1: But seen every soul who ever set foot in this place For a thousand years
0: Including Cromwell
1: And William of Orange Daniel O'Connor And Mary Spake Cuff Cough
0: no more And
1: him in Oil
0: Ferecomach
1: And Ping and lock.
0: Peggy's Leg
1: And Pull Through
0: The Sleepy tailor. And All Is Well Red Spinner And Rattle the a Latch and Wham And Far Buck Blue Lookout
1: And Hole in the Wall
0: Hatter Thrushes And
1: Hot Fomentation Pigeon's Milk And Kyber Pass Laredo And Moscow And Oil Can And Oxo
2: Bengal Lancer And,
1: and Mary Gay Ball
2: this grounded night I meet them all. My, my great grandfather, James, and his wife, Mary, married in 74, 1874. And uh, they, shortly after that, they had three children in succession, three boys. Two of those died in infancy, and one survived. My grandfather, Michael Cody, survived. But with the birth of the third child, my great grandmother also died. Uh, She was pregnant at the time, and she contracted a terrible disease, anthrax. And she spent two weeks in the workhouse hospital and four days in labour, which was really induced by the disease, and died herself. By then, her two younger children were already dead, and there was one boy left, uh, Michael Cody, aged five. So suddenly this little boy was left without his two young brothers and without his mother. And two or three years afterwards, I think in 1885, his father, James, decided to go to America. He left the boy with his own father, that is, with uh, the boy's grandfather, who was also an old boatman living here. And that old man eventually had to go into a a charitable institution here in Caricature called the Wadding Charity. And the little boy was in such, uh, such a predicament that he had to be given permission to go in and sleep in the Wadding Charity with his grandfather. He continued at school, the Christian Brothers, where he was, they tell us, a very bright, very bright pupil. But his whole experience as a child was of loss and abandonment. Uh, terrible emotional trauma, I imagine. I never spoke to that man because he became my grandfather and he was dead before I was born. But this has been passed down to me in family memory through my father. And the real force of it for me, and I think what fascinated me about it and and, uh, obsessed me about it at a certain point in my life, was the thought of the child and his feelings. One of the things I was told was that On the morning my great-grandfather James left this lane for America, he didn't wake his son. He left without telling him.
0: There's old Dick Bromley, drunk as a lord. And fined in 1790 for leaving the whole town timeless for most of a month. Because he neglected to wind the clock.
1: And there's Magdalene at the West Gate. Hearing her own last act of contrition. Under the wheels of a crossly tender...
2: And here's the Corpus Christi procession
0: with incense and brass band and soul of my savior. Which hymn would you like? asked Nettie Keevan.
1: Hymn on the big drum,
0: replied the young novice.
2: And there was no word from America for 30 years. Until finally, one morning in this century, a letter arrived. By then, my grandfather was a man, married man, living in a house on the main street. He had married a shopkeeper's daughter and made a significant social uh, leap, if you like, from the lane to the street by marrying a shopkeeper's daughter. And at the breakfast table one morning in that house on the main street, an unexpected letter arrived from this lost man in Philadelphia. And I know about this because my father was a child sitting at that table watching this happen, and he never forgot the drama of the letter's arrival. And what happened when my grandfather opened it and read its contents and found it was a letter from his lost father in America, 30 years on, and it was a plea for forgiveness. And my grandfather, Michael, having suffered the trauma of this, couldn't forgive his father. He tore the letter up and threw it into the fire. And my father, who was a child sitting at that table, never forgot the drama of this and told me of it when I was a child. Uh, I was an adult myself with children before I really came to grips with this family memory and tried to write something about it. I began to try to write a poem about it and I walked this lane and felt its echoes as far as I could and walked the quayside uh, at the old bridge here, the ancient bridge, and watched the tides in the river and began to search out the records, the, the written records, to find... Actual facts about dates and names uh, in my family background and family tree. And gradually the poem came together. And it was, if you like, a poem which attempted reconciliation across the generations. A hundred years and I will come to try the lane for echoes, the coughing and the crying of children in the dark. The nameless incarnations of love and grief and hunger where the river flows coldly past. These broken Here's my infant self in my mother's arms. The
1: night Gyrie's garage became an inferno.
2: Then, as if led on by remembered heat... Pick up the scent of deep, fat crying. And though it's hard to fathom north from south, my fog-bound nose navigates my mouth into Ella for black pudding and chips.
1: Yes to the salt yes, Ella, yes the salt to the vinegar. Me. Before I reel
2: out again. In
1: billows of steam.
2: That was all there was. And my father had a flimsy memory that the letter may have come from Philadelphia. And it is astonishing to to think, uh, looking back now, for me it is astonishing to think that all, the whole thing hung, or its reclamation hung upon that little flimsy thread of memory of my father. If he had been wrong about Philadelphia, I would never have been able to reclaim any information about what happened in America. And I began to meet people and coincidences, coincidences began to occur. I met a woman called Eileen McConnell from Maryland, Eileen McConnell was a a civil servant, an American civil servant, and and she was also a very, very skilled genealogist, and when she retired, uh, she became uh, a full-time genealogical researcher with particular skills in terms of the Irish-American experience in America. And Eileen McConnell had come to Ireland on a visit with her husband some years before, and through a misdirection and an accident, uh, they were going somewhere else, but they found themselves through, through a misdirection in Carrickonshire and, and met an old friend of mine here called Hugh Ryan. And it was through that fortuitous mischance, if you like, or misdirection, that I came to know Eileen McConnell. She saw my poem, she became interested in the story, and she began a search in America.
3: Your letters to me sustain my interest and energy to do the donkey work of research I hope my findings here in the Washington Archives keep your hopes up. I shall pursue all possibilities, proving or disproving every theory or hypothesis. We need traditions, theories, every possible little thread to lead us on. And
2: gradually, in piece by piece, over the course of two years, Eileen began to find bits and pieces, and we identified a man in, found in Philadelphia in the records and the census records and the street directories. And we recognized this James Cody was my lost great grandfather. And piece by piece, the story began to emerge. And the extraordinary thing is that he married another woman from this town, from Carrick and Shore, a woman named Mary Brunock from just upstream of the town, also of a boat hauling family.
3: By now you have received my letter telling of the momentous discovery in the indexes of the marriage of James Cody and Mary Brunnock. I have sent to Philadelphia for the full record, as well as sending to Salt Lake City to view the microfilm from which the index was made.
2: Just as the town clock looming above me out of the fog starts to strike out midnight...
1: As it's done more or less for 200 years. Is it a knell
2: or a resurrection that stops me dead above Greystone Street on a night so blind I can't see my
0: feet? The clang overhead brings a host of phantoms
1: Out of the mist to drift by in the dark
0: The rogues and the desperate The
1: ugly and beautiful The
0: shawled and bareheaded
1: The lost and the loving
0: The drowned and the hungry
1: the kind and the cunning The singers Suicides The
0: blind And the lame With the sky on the ground and
1: Time's grammar astray
0: real in their flesh
1: Under bell and salmon Out,
0: out, out of, of the, the dark They return in November, November to walk as
2: they used to through the West State. And James Cody in Philadelphia lived at the waterfront, on the waterfront of the Delaware in, in South Philadelphia. In fact, when I eventually went to see that place, I found that uh, in an amazing way, the configuration of the waterfront of the Delaware in South Philadelphia was quite like where I'm standing now in Oven Lane, uh, small streets, a cluster of small streets fronting a, a river. The only difference was in, in the scale of things in America. And in the 1880s, uh, these places in South in, in Philadelphia were teeming warrens of immigrants. And uh, the, the, the dockers went every morning to what they called the shape-up on the corner of two streets where they just stood around hoping to be hired, almost like a hiring fair in Carrick or in Ireland, hoping to be hired for the day for minimum wages with no security of any kind, in dangerous conditions, loading ships and vessels uh, from wharfs and tenders and piers. Orate fratries.
1: For Edmund Kelly, the fiddler.
0: And Bartley Linehan, the cockle-carrier.
1: For Mary Cody, the baker of Castle Alley. And
0: Sam Gray, the pauper of Pyman's Lane.
1: For Pat Winton, the breeches-maker.
0: And, and Tim Bon the weaver. weaver.
1: For Ellen Lines the cider woman, and
4: John Massey, the Brazier.
1: Kate Connors, the washerwoman and John,
4: John Razzle, the hatter
1: for Ned Torpy, the miller and
4: Hannah Connell, the huckster
1: for Bridget Kelly, the blind piper and Rose
0: Wade, the servant
1: for Jim Haley, the brogue maker, and Liza Haley the spinner for Kate Hines, the mealwoman
0: and Tom Campion, the grocer
1: for Will Kennedy, the innkeeper and
0: Pat Buckley, the ostler
1: for Andy Hennebury the blacksmith
0: and Mike Ryan, the breadwoman
1: for Con Ronay, the newfoundlander and Grace
0: Gall, the butcher
1: for Mary Thompson, the cheesemonger and Isaac Toppin
0: the mailer,
1: for Patrick Lynch the schoolmaster, and Jack
0: Jackmee the tailor. I hear now oh that if got small. His ruddy cloak of Loughill field. He showed the wire where clogs sprad on. So call hard broad and gather here.
2: O Lord of life, accept all faults and show your magnanimity to all who, under bell and salmon, passed through the west gate year by year.
3: Ken and I were down at the Library of Congress today and I got the enclosed map, Bird's Eye View of Philadelphia, 1888. I'm really enthused about its giving you a picture of James Cody's environment when he first went to Philadelphia. This was the world he knew after Oven Lane in Carrick. Uh, The Cody family in Philadelphia, my
2: great-grandfather James and his his wife Mary, who had been Mary Bronock, uh, they had three children. Uh, First of all, a son, also named James, uh, born in the 1880s, and another son named Joseph, and then uh, a daughter named Ellen. The daughter Ellen died after five months, but uh, in fact, worse was to come, because in 1893, Mary was again pregnant, and she died on a stillbirth after 24 hours in labour in 1893. Now, this meant that, once again, James Cody's second wife had died in childbirth. Also, after seven years of marriage, it was an amazing uh, replication of the Irish tragedy happening in South Philadelphia. And that left the man in a terrible predicament. He had two young boys, one aged three and one aged five, and he had just lost his second wife. He was living in this desperate world of scrambling for work on the waterfront, living in rented
0: rooms. For Bill Murphy the Cooper And, and Will Daniel the Snuff grinder For Kate Hunt the Milkwoman And, and Bob, Bob Kylie the joiner, For Nan Coop the Schoolmistress and, and Will, Will Crotty, Crotty the cream man. man. For Jane Dwyer the Ragwoman And Tom Burke the Distiller For Charles Holiday the Butter Taster And, and Tom, Tom Edmonds the Tinker For Will Connell the Staymaker and, and James, James Wall, Wall the, the Monster For Ellen Sheehan the Shoemaker And, and Jim, Jim Cronin, Cronin the Saddler For John Hannon the Chase Driver And Gareth Wall the Skinner For Maggie Rowe the Haberdasher And Tom like the, the squire, John Stacey the printer,
1: and Jackson at the pawrier, for
0: Judy Stone the dressmaker, and, and Charles Byrne, Byrne the waiter, for Jim Hayden the stonemason, and, and Will Kelly, Kelly the, the Daisier, A water day come out from the spray, and a sluish of scarlet and ash God caffer espann a water show, so you'll have to threadle line
2: and see. O mother of God, keep ready account of this host of resurrected shades all souls who saw the river flow and cross the old bridge in their day. In 1911, one of James's sons, his, his firstborn son, firstborn American-born son, also James, died in his 20s of tuberculosis. And in 1915, just four years later, His second son, Joseph, also died of the same disease, uh, also in his 20s. That left James Cody alone in America, living in a boarding house. And in the census of 1910, we find him living in a boarding house, and by then he was in his 60s. And the census tells us that he had been almost half of the previous year unemployed. So he was, he was obviously, by the standards of the time, too old by then for, to be an effective worker, and he had no family left. And finally, six months after the death of his last American-born child, he himself died of alcoholism, of what the, 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 uh, the, the death certificate described as alcoholic pneumonia and a broken hip.
4: The Philadelphia Record, Tuesday, September 21, 1915. Cody died on September 19, 1915. James, husband of the late Mary Cody, relatives and friends of the family, also members of St. Philip's Holy Name Society, an American Transport Company beneficial union. Are respectfully invited to attend funeral on Wednesday morning at eight thirty o'clock, from the residence of. Garrett Russell, the basket maker. And, and Jim Haney, the boatman.
1: For Mary Sullivan, the midwife.
4: And
0: Mehan, the porter.
1: For Harry Matthews, the policeman.
0: And John Duggan, the usher.
1: For Anne Forrestal the gardener And Tom Flynn the drummer For Tom McCarthy the dancing master
0: And Bill Daniel the barber
1: For Kate Hogan the flax dresser And
0: Francis Doyle the draper
1: For Tempest Knox the exciseman And Peter Wells the tanner for Mary Lamb, the collar-maker And James and St. John the turner For Tom Stevenson, the stocking-weaver And James, James Ryan, the scribe For Anne Casey, the wool-washer And, and Bill, Bill McGrath, the size-boiler For Thomas Shea, the fisherman
0: And Martin and Fleming, the friar
1: For Jill Minahan, the button-maker
4: And Jack Johnson, the dyer Beelignair, coolness, brogown O hubber, banahem, wayle, howl Beg lawr, and Knockless
0: Jack clown <speaking in the language> And
2: Be with us, coon and broke on from mortals blessed well beyond. Hill and glen will flourish while your wellspring gushes from deep down. So that is... Those are the bones of the American story that emerged through the writing of my poem and through the researches of Eileen McConnell. And I wrote a little bit about this, about what I had found. And as a result of that, I had a call, I had a visitor in Carrick and Shore here one day when I was teaching school in the local school. A knock came to the classroom door and a man stood at the classroom door who told me he, his name was Bernard Croak and he had come to see me. He had read something I had written about the Philadelphia Oven Lane story and he was from Philadelphia himself. And later on that afternoon, Bernard and his wife Grace visited our house and had a meal with us and we spent hours talking about the whole thing and I covered the floor with maps of Philadelphia at the turn of the century and all the other documentation that I had from Eileen McConnell and I think both Bernard and Grace could see that I had become absolutely obsessed with it it all.
3: I really enjoy receiving your letters and I'm truly beginning to feel how elusive James Cody is as he appears and disappears from view in the records. In this kind of work, he is the most shadowy figure I have encountered in a long time. Ken and I went briefly through the neighborhood where he lived in Philadelphia. From the fire insurance map you can see the width of the streets, no wider than New street in Carrick.
2: I'm looking at some of the documents here sent to me from America by the researcher Eileen McConnell and really astonished at at, uh, the intimacy of some of these records. This is a this is a fire insurance map of part of Philadelphia at the turn of the century, and it shows the little cluster of streets and the successive houses in which my great-grandfather and his wife and children lived. And the last address at which my great-grandfather James lived was in a place called Kimball Street. And uh, I have here a copy of the, 19, the the 13th Census of the United States, taken in 1910. By then, he was surrounded on all sides, and it's like looking at a... This is the handwritten general sheet of the census written by the enumerator, uh, only half legible in places, but it shows a veritable forest of people with their their ages and their names and their uh, relationships to each other in the household, their language, and and, and, and most of them were Yiddish-speaking. Uh, Russian Yiddish is indicated for... for more than half the people here. So his neighbours on all sides by then... Uh, were, if you like, aliens to him and his culture.
0: For John Shanahan, the stone cutter, and, and Ned Burke, the, the slobber, for Nicholas Herbert, the rector, and, and, and Matt Finn, the jobber, for John Dorney, the horsebreaker, and, and Walter, Walter Albert, the, the carpenter. carpenter, for Kate Butler, the peddler, and, and Tom, Tom Fitman, the, the thatcher, for Michael McGrath, the shovel maker, and, and Mag Clancy, the, the publican. publican, for Ned Cape the lime burner, and, and, and Tom, Tom Higgins, Higgins, the attorney, for Ty Driscoll, the salt maker, and,
1: and Tim Damer, the cowherd,
0: for John Carshore, the sergeant and honor feeling, feeling the, cripple, the cripple for Ali Manny, the gingerbread woman, and, and Mary, Mary Shay, the seamstress, for Edmund Green, the sipmaker, maker, and, and, and Nick the priest, for Henry Hayden, the watchmaker, and, and John, John Power, the, the proctor, proctor, for Mary Brennan, the charwoman, and, and Daniel Ryan, Ryan, the doctor.
2: So, so really, I, I was astonished to find a man from Philadelphia arriving at my door uh, and. What happened ultimately was that Bernard and Grace invited me to visit Philadelphia and stay with them. Oramos, son gachnam. Amen. God in O angel osadyam. Story got
0: spill through theheen. Through the gods cause we gotten a O crosser ride nightly.
2: God of angels overhead steer all souls through fog of night. Direct each shade through the gate of grace beyond the cross of Greystone Street.
1: As we are now, so once were they
0: who yet await the judgment day.
1: As As they are now, so will we be
0: until all meet eternally.
2: And I was now going, three generations later, to walk the the little streets and the riverfront, the the waterfront, where that man and his family lived, I was going to visit the graves and I was going by invitation to read my poem in the church in Philadelphia where James Cody and Mary Brunnock had married in 1886.
3: I can guess how much this record will mean for you. When I wrote for details of James's marriage to Mary Brunnock, the official sent me a Xerox of the actual marriage license Completed in the presence of the couple at the Orphans Court of Philadelphia on Friday, June 18th, 1886. You'll be thrilled to find that it includes your lost great grandfather's signature. And this is probably as close as we will ever get to the man's actual presence.
2: But here was his hand on a page. This single signature is the nearest I would be able, ever able to come to his actuality. On a particular moment, on a June day in 1886 in Philadelphia, his hand, semi-literate hand, writing his name. And this was coming back across the ocean to me after more than a century. With the bells last overtone, the fog's maw swallows them as I muster my wits that are half astray and through swirling vapours start to feel
0: my way. Listening for the night watch drum, beating time and the year of blood,
2: Reaching into the bag to eat As I guess my bearings and find my feet
1: Dodging the debris of the temperance club
0: Collapsing one morning just before dawn Past Thomas Cleary returned to sing Kathleen Mavourneen The grey dawn is breaking
1: The horn of the hunter is heard on the hill Breathing a
0: prayer for the soul of the child
1: Lost in the fire at Peggy Browns
0: Past Bronco Ryan, demonstrating the tango At the harrier's dance With a woman who's drowned to the strains of the Armand Follies Orchestra. whose music sounds faintly
2: away in the universe.
1: Past Annie Hayes pawning a pair of cotton drawers for sevenpence halfpenny. And bid Healy redeeming a man's top coat. Six years
2: before the Titanic went
0: down. Past the Pfeiffer's Child sent to ask the pawnbroker.
1: How much would you give me on my father's flute? Past Barrel Welsh...
0: Years off from his cancer But the star dusters bend As he bends to the mic For a special request to sing I'll be seeing you
1: In all the old familiar places
0: And Harry Doherty soaring on clarinet
1: Into the last chorus of time after time
2: in, in going to Philadelphia in, in, in July of 1991 I was, I, I was conscious by then that I was completing a kind of symmetry of the imagination. The morning I, I left here, I deliberately walked through Oven Lane. And certain parts of that three weeks I spent in Philadelphia were intensely moving for me. One, one of the most moving occasions was going to the grave in New Cathedral Cemetery. Uh, this was an unmarked grave in what, by Irish standards, was a huge cemetery. A huge subterranean settlement of the dead Uh, but even though the grave was unmarked the place was very well documented and I was able to, to find my way and be led to section Y range 7 lot 25 the single grave of James Cody and when eventually I came back to Ireland I took with me a little piece of earth from that place and scattered it on the grave of my grandfather Michael in the Friary Cemetery in Carrickbeg here, uh, on the grave, that is, of the abandoned child, bringing a piece of earth from his lost father's grave. Past, past all, souls all souls
0: plucking mickle geese,
1: with the snowfall of feathers about their knees,
2: at, at the foul
0: buyer's yard beside, beside the, the wide lane, lane,
2: past Mother Baptist teaching me
1: tables, and prayers before and after communion, or
2: me standing up in short pants on the desk at the top of the class for command performance. After
0: she calls for a song with the surety. The
1: Cody's were always musical. And I give. Down by the glenside, I met an old woman.
2: Learned from my father before I was seven.
1: Past Baptist recalling this when she's near 90. And no two stones at the school still standing.
2: Past Tom the Bard in his bedroom,
1: hoping...
0: For a night of ease from the corset leg. And
1: Peggy on her knees, presenting a list. As long as you're To Our Lady and St.
0: Mark. Asking blessings on all she can think of.
1: And also on all of those she's forgotten.
0: Past the young
2: oak the Bard and I planted one day in the garden in 84.
0: Past the boat, grounded in cabbage and onions. That he built himself to a passing chorus of... God bless the work. And when is the deluge? past Tony Cory giving his gospel, the biggest flood ever in Carrick... ...was the one that left the salmon on top of the town clock. One of the
2: other great highlights of my stay in Philadelphia was a reading I gave of the poem which had brought me there, really, the poem which began it all. Uh, reading that poem in the church in Philadelphia where James Cody had married Mary Brunnock. And the occasion was something that I never thought I would be given. It was given to me like a grace, because here I was, standing on the altar steps of the church with a, with a candle lit by my side, reading the poem which had brought me there, and at the altar steps where, more than a hundred years before, my last great-grandfather had stood with Mary Brunnock to be married. An old man in some room in Philadelphia, reaching for words to bridge the ocean of his silence, pleading forgiveness of the child of Oven Lane silence was the bitter answer you were given every empty day until you died by a breakfast table my child father watched your son unseal his darkest pain past Past summer summer days of of Chuck Hackett stabbing eels in the stream behind Salt Yard Lane
0: past fog lamped Leviathan's Grinding down at the blinded junction for Ross and Europe.
2: Past Jody Carr and his four dogs, listening to Gili singing Jamestay Aida in darkest midnight by cider Lane. Past many women in the aproned
3: evening, washing
0: the convent cows' belly in the On Mill River steps at Thunderfoot Bridge.
2: Past a meltdown and houses, their babies and corpses,
1: and
0: asses and ferrets,
1: their pig's head and cabbage, and bread
0: and tea, their
1: shawls and sideboards and candlesticks,
0: their lovers and haters and hopeless cases,
1: their basins and kettles and sacred hearts, their drunkards and saviors, and daughters their
0: piss pots, and skillets, and fishing nets, their
1: chancers and soldiers gone to the war,
0: their finches, and dogs,
1: and long job.
2: Astonishingly, I also found the undertaker's record of his burial with all sorts of details about charges for washing the body and providing the coffin and
4: uh, horse drawn and and hearse to
2: take the coffin out to the graveyard and all sorts of other macabre details. Strangely, I had more information about the dead man, the man's corpse, than I had about his living, physical presence. one
4: extra to West Philadelphia, $19.50. Pallbearer's bus, $7.00. Embalming body, $10.00. Advertising, $6.00.
2: But I also... I looked code. up old newspapers in the 12. Free Library of Philadelphia, one of the great institutions Dressing. of Philadelphia, the Free Library of Philadelphia, which dates from the last century. $100. And I was able to look back on newspapers there and take, say, the day of my grandfather's marriage there in 1886, great grandfather's marriage in 1886, and find what was happening in the city on that day.
4: Streetcar drivers demand weekly wage of $10, with reduction of working day from 15 to 12 hours mayor requests police to flush city gutters at least once a day during July and August. Negro lynched in Nebraska. Riots in Belfast, Ireland. I found for a sort of to find that uh, the,
2: the great dollars. thing that was happening on the entertainment front in Philadelphia on that day was that Buffalo Bill's Wild West show was in town. And Buffalo Bill Cody... And I I wonder to myself, what did James and Mary do on the day of their marriage? Did they perhaps go to, to see Buffalo Bill's Wild West show on that day? So I was able to reclaim something of the immediacy of the day.
4: Now, in its second week, America's national entertainment... Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show, more general features of Western life than ever before at one time and place, visible on the face of the globe. Past the
2: depression born in the limestone lip of chlorine well, by immemorial knees of women bending with buckets.
0: And the lost face and hands of the mason who dressed the kerbstones in a perfect circle. Past backlit clusters of men and boys playing pitch and toss for head or harp around the door at Foley's Forge.
1: Past the tide turning unseen scene in the river and a pair of otters sliding over the weir. Past my
2: grandfather leading the band from the opening day of Davon Park by houses whitewashed for the Eucharistic Congress.
1: And marching home to die in six months.
0: Past lifts of cheering on summer evenings for young men leaping. And clash of Harleys.
2: Past the mad cock of Tracy Park who maintains its morning just after
0: midnight. And roses the dogs to argue the case. Past Nellie Connors raising her glass with...
1: Thanks be to God we're still above ground.
2: People sometimes ask me, uh, why, why do it? Why, why spend so much time? What is it about it? That, that that would make it so obsessive. And really, I don't know. I don't know the full answer to that, except that I feel that there's something about kinship, and there's something about the, the epic experience of Ireland and America in itself that, 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 that fascinates me. And maybe I could also say that, that it has taught me something about reconciliation, about forgiveness in some way, even across the generations.
1: Past Annie Roach rising her song about Napoleon overpowered at Moscow by the sleet and snow. Past Maggie Gray in fur coat and headscarf
2: shuffling for bread and milk in the morning.
0: Past the last train down from Limerick Junction announcing itself to the man at the gates. Past Johnny Cleary waking the dead.
1: oft in the stilly night...
0: Past the best hopes of the John Paul II Racing Pigeon Club snug on their perches Past Mikey Callahan, Telling of tides and
2: boatmen and drownings Before his aside That he's a hardy 85 years strong
0: And riding a rally that's 71
1: Past Daisy Bell Dressed on the day of her wedding
0: And Bob Power Hoisting a sack of spring salmon Past Johnny Robinson back from the grave to re-spin a yarn about three tinkers frying sausages at a crossroads one Good Friday. Past my
2: great-grandmother's crucifixion, screaming the last of her four days' labour.
1: At the birth of her death in the workhouse ward.
2: I, I somehow feel I was enabled to resolve this and to be the actual physical embodiment of it traveling from this river here, this riverside here of the shore to the great waterfront of the Delaware walking those little streets in both places and uh, reclaiming lost lives which are part of me and I was the namesake and the grandson of the abandoned child able to do this being given this to do being able to answer the letter which had received no answer then, up the incline of the poor house-field, trying,
0: trying not, not to, to notice, notice nameless name clamour from, from the, the limbo, limbo of paupers, paupers locked in the, the dark, dark,
2: averting my eyes from the blind girl standing with her two
0: bastard children before the guardians as
3: they argue
0: her pleas and tasting the last of the salt
2: and the vinegar.
0: On this this eyeless night night in the month of all souls,
2: with a scatter of leaves at my feet to remind me I've hardly brushed more than a branch or two in the forested timescape of of all that that was, or or is now, or will be,
0: here in a valley of fathomless tidings, under under the cairn cresting Schliebnaman.
2: Though I'm short of breath its last lap now, Past the silver birch we planted together.
1: Carrying every leaf of next summer. Perfectly folded, already in bud.
2: Then in the front door and the hall with the Russian icon of the Mother of God of Tenderness and upstairs to check on the innocent eyelids of
1: Neil and Lucy and James.
0: In their dreaming.
2: Then into the bedroom to strip in the dark. Turn back warm coverlet and slide in at last to the drowsy embrace and the whispered welcome.
1: Were there many below in the town?
2: Now, all of these have gone into the dark, and I would try again to reconcile the hearts of which my hearts compounded with words upon a page. I send this telling out to meet the ghosts of its begetting, to release it from stone mouths of Oven Lane.